0: Pete, how you doing, man?
1: Pretty good. Ready for a little Matt Moore, Aaron Rodgers, Sunday night football, baby.
0: We are joined by Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief. He is the plaid prince over at Arrowhead Pride. Pete, I want to play this audio for you. This is Colin Cowherd today on his show. He says that the AFC race is over and we should crown the Patriots. The AFC's done. The Kansas City Chiefs, really, they couldn't get Jacoby Brissett off the field. They don't do anything well on defense. Last year, they at least got sacks. Now they don't get those. Once Andrew Luck retired with that offensive line and that general manager and coach, the only thing left was Kansas City. And now Mahomes is not and will not be 100% the rest of the year and has no defense and watches more of the game than he plays because of that lack of defense. The AFC is over. I'm not willing to go (laughs) as far as Colin Cowherd is and say that the AFC is over because I'm still going to respect the greatness of Andy Reid and the uh, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, and he is eventually going to come back. But I do think this about the Chiefs. I am out and cool on them being a Super Bowl contender until they fix one of these three fatal flaws. They need to run the football more efficiently. They need to be able to stop the run. They can't continue to commit penalties at the rate that they are doing it. If they can fix one of those fatal flaws then I'm back on board with them being a Super Bowl contender. But for the most part, I think Cal makes some really strong points about the AFC. Where are you at?
1: It's an interesting point, and I know a lot of Chiefs fans are going to go out and and refute everything he just said. It almost seems like it's a take he should have made prior to last week because last week was the first game where the defense actually looked okay. And and granted, it's against the Denver Broncos, but you can really only play who you can play. But exploding for nine sacks, getting that pressure, and then – At the same time, holding them to around 200 yards, that's what we've been waiting for the defense. Like I don't see a repeat performance against the Green Bay Packers specifically uh, along those numbers, but at least see if they can show some progress against a good team now that they were able to do it against a bad team. As for the rest of it, I don't think you can count the AFC over. You never know what's going to happen in the playoffs, and if the Chiefs can get back to 100% healthy, I don't know how you can just assume that the New England Patriots are going to win the AFC tournament.
0: So that's probably the biggest toss-up question or either-or. Was last week's defensive effort, was it going up against the Broncos? Or has this team legitimately turned the corner on defense? Because even understanding there's going to be some regression, you're not holding teams to one for 13 on third down and getting nine sacks every single week. If they can give you 40% of what they gave you yesterday, that's a marked improvement over what they've been so far this season. And that's a defense that you can win with. I think really the... Varying opinions on this team and where they stand right now is how much do you believe in the defense and what they showed you last week against the Broncos
1: the biggest progress that I saw in last week's effort that I think is repeatable is figuring out the run game a little bit where you tried something different with Reggie Ragland and they had this success and they were able to hold two running backs I think are pretty good especially Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Holding them to 71 yards, that's progress. I don't think you're going to be able to sack a quarterback that's not someone like Joe Flacco, Mr. Statue, standing back there and get nine sacks. Now, can you get to Aaron Rodgers a few times? That would help. But making sure that you curb that run once again is key because then you can, I think, stay in games with other teams, make them a little bit more one-dimensional, and you can allow guys like Juan Thornhill and Tyron Matthew who have been healthy all year for you to make those interceptions that they're paid for.
2: Was that the start of something for my guy, Frank Clark, or was that just the team he was playing up against?
1: Well, apparently not because he's out with a neck today, Mm. a neck injury. I don't know what is going on. That kind of came out of nowhere. I'm eager to see if if he even practices this week. And and that one's tough because he's finally coming off a game where you said, all right, Frank, all right, maybe you can build off of this one. Man, it would suck if he's not able to play on Sunday night.
0: Right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride. Let's start with this, and maybe we can kind of tentacle out to different talking points. Are you picking the Chiefs this week? Because I can't pick them. Sean is leaning towards picking them this week. BK is not picking them. I understand it's the NFL, and anything can happen. I think their next two opponents just line up with them in such a way that make it difficult to Forecast them winning the football game.
1: My number one rule with picking games always is look at the quarterbacks. I'm not gonna pick Matt Moore over Aaron Rodgers. Would you have
2: taken Jacoby Brissett over Patrick Mahomes? Just ask him. N-
1: no, no. Uh, that's why when Mahomes was still able to go, I was consistently picking the Chiefs. Uh, and I was wrong about that. But I'm saying in this matchup in particular, how could you pick Matt Moore over Aaron Rodgers? I just don't think that that that's a smart play. As much as your heart is in it, I'd like to see the Chiefs win. I'm going to be here in the Arrowhead Pride tailgate and the Arrowhead Pride postgame beaming with happiness if they somehow pull it out, but how could you pick that game? I just can't pick that.
2: How different do you think the playbook is going to look with Matt Moore in there and Pat on the sidelines?
1: I was asking Matt Moore and Andy Reid a little bit about that today, trying to figure out if if they would simplify it down a little bit, maybe have less RPOs, less thinking for Matt Moore. I think it will be simplified. I don't think you're going to see these complex offensive plays, but from what they at least said, and and granted, I realize they know that they're talking to the entire world, it seems like there'll still be some RPOs and, and some interesting plays. They have confidence since he's been here since the end of the preseason in late August, so... Uh, he's a smart guy. He, he seems like he's really eager to take advantage of the opportunity. One thing I asked Matt Moore today, I said, are you looking at this as another opportunity, a job in the NFL? He said, yeah, man, of course. And so this is a guy who was out of football. He realizes there this, this is one golden opportunity. So if there's ever a game for Matt Moore to have it, the game of his life, it's Sunday night.
0: I just look at this game and maybe how I can paint a roadmap to the Chiefs winning. I think Frank Clark has to be good. I think he has to play. Like I think they're yeah. going to have to get a pass rush. They didn't against Houston. They didn't against the Indianapolis Colts when Chris Jones came out. But it sounds like Chris Jones could come back and we'll get into the injuries. They're going to have to get pressure on Rodgers. They're going to have to get two, three sacks, whether it comes from Clark, whether it comes from Clark being double teams, what opens things up out Okafor. They're going to have to get two or three sacks. They're going to have to run the ball effectively. They're not going to be able to throw the ball 40 times and keep up with the Green yeah. Bay Packers. Like That's just not the kind of style. They're going to probably need a touchdown from the defense or special teams, and they're going to need a big game, in my opinion, from Kelsey or Hill one of those things and probably a combination of two or three of those things are going to have to happen in my mind for them to pull off the upset.
1: Well, the thing is for a second, throw Damian Williams out the window. LaShawn McCoy is running 5.4 yards per carry. This is the perfect opportunity to have a more balanced attack. Use him, use the play clock, maintain a lead, Win methodically a little bit more than you're used to with the Kansas City Chiefs with the version of Patrick Mahomes and running the football is a key of that. And McCoy's been good. It's he's not he's not been average. He has been good. Yeah. Use the player. Use the player.
0: Let's do an over under really quickly. A bet it or forget it, Sean might call it. If I set the over under on carries for LaShawn McCoy at fourteen and a half, are you taking the over or the under?
2: This Sunday, it better be the over. I'm taking the over.
0: BK? 14 and a half carries for LaShawn McCoy on Sunday over or under. Under. I think they they haven't shown any reason or any belief that he can have more than 15 carries, so under.
1: I think it's going to be over. I just think you have to go over this week with Sean McCoy. I could very easily be wrong, but to me, he's playing too well and I think this weekend with Matt Moore running the show, it's going to be getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers as quick as possible, whether that's quick passes to Tyreek or Travis Kelsey or handing it off to LaShawn McCoy at least 15 times.
2: I think the numbers got to be somewhere between 30 and 40. I know it sounds huge. I'm not talking about just for LaShawn. I'm talking about for the entire stable entire stable of running backs. I don't know. I, I, I just, just based on what we know
0: about the under. Reed, I'll go
1: under 30 I carries mean, for the I running mean,
2: backs. T-
0: Draw up the roadmap for them to get to 35 What's carries What's the alternative?
2: Letting Matt Moore win the game for you with his right-arm rifle? Like, that's not going to win the game for you.
0: I just, I mean, I feel like we've seen enough Andy Reid to know that McCoy and Damian Williams, they are not getting 30 carries between the two of them. I just don't really see that being very realistic for this team.
1: Ideally, I think the best you're going to do as far as touches for the running backs, is somewhere like between 18 and 22, 24. And that, to me, will be generous in what Andy Reid likes to do.
0: Right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He is the Plaid Prince. He is the editor-in-chief of Arrow head pride for the
2: record you that they ran it 27 times against the Broncos so I think they can do it a few more times with Patrick Mahomes out the entire game
0: I think they're gonna play I think I think they played from ahead way more in that Broncos game than they're gonna play from ahead in this game like they were able to kind of set tempo and pace against the Broncos and the Broncos just simply can't score like the Packers are going to be able to score and move the ball against them I just don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball as many times like if if McCoy doesn't hit the over there's no way they are winning if he has 11 carries in this game, they're not winning this football game. I I just, I just, can't find the roadmap if they're not
2: balanced. That's such a fine line, though, Pete, with LaShawn McCoy, because when they essentially got him, we knew that this is what he could be, like the high end right. if everything went right. We also knew that he's not built at this point in his career to carry the ball 15 or 20 times a game, but they're kind of forced
1: to at this point. I don't know if he's not built like that anymore. I, I, I If he's not, then why had, the hell have they given him the football? I had my doubts, but then he's playing through ankle injuries. He's shown that he's been durable. Even, even, even with the ankle injury, he gets on and plays to the third quarter, which it seems like in 2019 is becoming more and more unheard of, like guys feeling like a little ouch and still so going in there into the game. And to me right now, he's recovered from that issue. I think he can handle 15 carries. I, I mean, I – I'd assume that the chiefs go in that direction and try to be a little bit more balanced format more sake I just don't think this is the week where where you dial up your Andy Reid, super creative type things. This is where you you say, okay, we got to go in this game, and we got to win by any means necessary, even if this is an ugly offensive game.
2: Where the hell is Darwin Thompson, my guy from training (laughs) camp, who was just awesome? I mean, he's Uh, hanging out with Amelia Earhart. I haven't seen him in a long time. He,
1: He can fit in your pocket, and obviously, like, he's in somebody's pocket right now because they have not touched this guy. I think the biggest problem that they look at when it comes to Darwin Thompson is feeling good about him. Him being able to protect the passer, and until he proves that to them, which may not be until next training camp, um, I, I don't know if you'll see him. I can, be, I'll be the first to admit, I thought you, you know, toward the end of that preseason, this would be a guy that you'd at least see occasionally. and It just has not been the case.
0: Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney. He is the editor in chief of Arrowhead Pride. Go ahead and get your questions in text line six nine three zero six. We'll do rapid fire with Pete Sweeney coming up in about ten minutes. So if you got a question, go ahead and get it in the queue, and I'll make sure that we'll ask. Pete Sweeney of head Pride coming up in just a few. I want to talk to you about the trade deadline yeah. because I don't think we'll actually talk before the trade deadline has actually concluded itself. I think by the time you come on again, the trade deadline will have passed in the NFL. That's right. How active do you want them to be at the
1: deadline? I think you, they need to be active to a point that makes sense. And again, Chiefs fans don't want to hear this, but doesn't, sacrifice the future, especially in the next few years, because like knowing you're going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes, if they can get a player and and the deal makes sense, I know that this is a simple answer, but if the deal makes sense, make it. Uh, And to me, I don't think you can make a deal along the defensive line. I don't think it's linebackers. I think if you're doing anything and it's one big splash where you can maintain the future and you don't have to send a ton of picks, it's going to be in the secondary. So I'd like to see a cornerback, if anything. Uh, and then to help those other positions, Do you hope that Chris Jones comes back healthy. You don't worry about because Rankin looks pretty good. Eric Fisher's practicing today. I don't know if you need to worry about offensive line. I'd like to see them go get a cornerback. But, again, don't sacrifice the future because – Uh, I, I understand it's a short window. I understand Mahomes is still on his rookie deal, but you do have a window here where he's 24 years old. You'll have other chances. Don't sacrifice, I think, the next three or four years for this year when you watch the Patriots on Monday night and they're playing the New York Jets and ruining games like they are. I don't know if this is necessarily going to be the year necessarily anymore.
0: I'm just looking at this team. I don't need them to make a splash. I don't need them to trade the two first for the big-time pick. But I also think, just based on the AFC and how it's coming together, the other three teams that you think you're going to have to compete with have evaluated their roster and made a move. The Patriots just went and got Muhammad Sanu. The Ravens just went and got Marcus Peters. The Texans just went out and got a corner, Garyon Conley from the Oakland Raiders. The teams you think you're going to have to beat and maybe go against the road to play in the playoffs – are making moves to, to solidify the roster. And they're not making earth-shattering, ground-baking right. kind of moves, but they're making moves to improve their team. How can this team not do the exact same thing? Like, we hear so much about Beach being this aggressive riverboat gambler. You can't call yourself that if you're not willing to spend a fourth round pick to, to solidify this team.
1: I 100% agree, and I'm not saying anymore you need to go and get Patrick Peterson. If that becomes available and that somehow changes over the next week, the Cardinals lose, and all of a sudden they have a change of heart, okay, maybe then we have the conversation. But you're right. Like Get somebody that you feel way better about than maybe Mo Claiborne or Traverius Ward. If that exists, if that's out there, then I think it's worth sending a mid-round pick for that. Just like you're saying, the New England Patriots are, are picking and say, okay, we're a little weak here, let's acknowledge that weakness and strengthen it.
2: I hear what you're saying. That's what you think they should do. What do you think Brett Veach actually is going to do? Now we're less than a week away from the trade deadline.
1: Sure. I mean, from from the guys who who know, like a Therese Paylor says he, they may not be that active, I'm saying let's wait the week and just see how things change this weekend because you never know. I think we always say in this game, right, deadlines drive deals. I think they'll be active and they'll be picking up the phone. And if something fits, that they'll make the deal. We've seen that Brett Veach won't hesitate to do that. But I don't want Chiefs fans out there to say, all right, I'm assuming something's going to happen because I just don't feel like that's the case quite much anymore.
0: That's what I want them to do. I simply want them to attack their weakness. There's a weakness at linebacker. There's a weakness on the defensive line. Spend some resource to go improve your weakness and attack it the way I feel like the Patriots have. The Patriots over the last, what, three months have realized they need one more playmaker. They right. were willing to roll the dice on Antonio Brown at the deadline. They're willing to maybe overpay a little bit to go get Muhammad Sanu. They clearly have identified the biggest weakness with their team and are actively trying to fix it.
2: Would you overpay, Pete, if it was a perfect fit? Like, say, two for two second rounds for Chris Harris, something
1: like that? The thing is, if you make that type of deal, you better win the damn Super Bowl because then all of a sudden things get a lot interesting in the next couple of years. Uh, I, I think if it's that caliber, and, and again, like if someone like a Peterson re-became available or based upon what you hear became available for the first time, you do have to consider it, but it's got to be an elite or at least an above-average player for me.
0: Right now we're talking to Pete Sweeney from Merrowhead Pride. If you got a question, go ahead and text it in, text line 69306. We'll get to it coming up in just a few. Do we already know the playoff teams in the AFC? Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, Texans, Colts, Bills? Is there any other team you think that realistically makes the AFC playoffs?
1: It doesn't look like anyone else in the AFC West is going to make it, which is a blessing for the Chiefs because then you're guaranteed at least the top four spots, even with all these injuries. Uh, yeah, I mean i I would tend to agree. I, I would tend to agree with that notion.
0: I guess the only other teams you could probably argue for are the Browns in Jacksonville. I don't really know if Oakland has really shown with that defense. I've seen them get carved up by too many good teams. I don't think that's a playoff team. Now, they're maybe a little bit better than I thought they were going to be, but that's not a playoff team. Those are the only other teams that I think you can make an argument for, but I think there's a clear line between those and the, and the six teams I named.
1: Jacksonville becomes more interesting because now Nick Foles is working at again. I, I love Minshew mania. I think it's hilarious. I think Gardner Minshew's awesome, but Nick Foles is a better option for them. Cleveland is just weak around their offensive line and it's hurting their whole team and ultimately their playoff chances. Like, Baker Mayfield needs time and he needs protection. He's not Patrick Mahomes. And if Mahomes was dealing with that offensive line, I don't know how successful he would be. And what's crazy about it is I respect John Dorsey a lot and it it was an egregious mistake to go into the year with that terrible of an offensive line. And I think it ultimately uh, makes the Browns miss the playoffs.
0: It's funny you bring up John Dorsey, kind of we were talking about attacking weaknesses, that's what Dorsey's been trying to do on their offensive line. Like Dorsey, I think, has been calling Washington about Trent Williams every single day to find out what the status was. Like I actually do think Cleveland's going to make a move at the deadline. I think they're going to trade for an offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, and that connects too because it it, it sounds just like something that John Dorsey would say when he was still here. I mean, one thing he said when the night they were getting Mahomes is he called Buffalo every pick. This is someone who is – um, very, very persistent when they feel like their player can help their team, and Washington just won't budge on it. There's two things that confuse me in the National Football League, aside from the Chiefs right now. It's Washington not budging on that, and then Cincinnati not really feeling like they have to budge on A.J. Green. These are two teams that, are, that the year's done for these guys. At least get some assets, and, and, I, and maybe that opens up for, for some of these teams next week.
0: There's some breaking news in the NFL. So, source, the Patriots have placed wide receiver Josh Gordon on injured reserve. His season is over due to a knee injury. Now, explains the Muhammad Sanu. They do what Josh Gordon was dealing with. Gordon on the IR out for the rest of the season with a knee injury. The weapons for the Patriots just continue to get diminished and diminished every single week. So, Muhammad changed
1: the need for a corner here?
0: I
2: mean, it, it. for New England, it made it an absolute need to go out and get a wide receiver. So that's not
0: what I'm saying, though. The Chiefs are building their team to beat the Patriots, right? Like, yeah. we've, we've all said this since day one. The goal of the season is to beat the Patriots. That's the team you know you're going to see. And one of the reasons why we were all really high on the Chiefs needing to go get a corner was, one, they got Josh Gordon in the offseason, and two, they ended up eventually getting and then releasing Antonio Brown. Now they don't have Josh Gordon. They don't have Antonio Brown. Their number one receiver is the same guy that the Chiefs saw a year ago, and their number two receiver is Muhammad Sanu, who's... Fine. Does it change the need for a corner at all for you I mean,
2: Tom Brady's been known once the playoffs roll around to turn all of his wide receivers into Larry Fitzgerald and Calvin Johnson. So it'd be nice to add another one. They they don't need one as bad as I thought they did five minutes ago.
1: I think once the... The Patriots lost Antonio Brown and he screwed that up for himself. You stopped needing a player like an Xavier Howard or Patrick Peterson to win the Super Bowl, to win in the AFC. I think it would still help again to get a cornerback you feel better about than a Charvarius Ward because we've seen now with Kendall Fuller's injury, it sometimes comes down to depth. There's no guarantee that these guys are going to last. And this is your last chance over the next week to at least give yourself some depth. If Patrick Mahomes. Comes back 100% healthy from this thing as far as both his right kneecap and his left ankle. The Chiefs are right there. And, you know, to circle this all the way back, that's why Colin Cowherd's point is so stupid because if Mahomes is 100%, they can go anywhere.
0: I just wouldn't overspin for a corner. I will never not advocate for a team who's in a position like the Chiefs to go get a corner because you can't have too many of them, and there's so few good ones in the NFL. So if you can go get a corner, then go get one. But I do think that now maybe overspending for a corner has kind of decreased just a little bit. I actually have a question about that coming up momentarily. But before we do that, BK, let's go rapid fire with the Plaid Prince. Pete, what's your favorite sci-fi movie of all time?
1: Oh, man. I like the 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 first Star Wars I would say not not what was that episode four
0: Gino Atkins or a corner
1: corner for me I I I'm, I don't think Gino Atkins is the answer I, especially with Jones on the way back
0: having both of them though I I kind of think you and I are on the same point about spending additional resources on their defensive line
1: well, it just depends on the price I, would I be opposed to Atkins if you, if you can get him for a fifth no I, go go do it third no not a third for me okay, I'm just curious. All
0: right. Text line six nine three zero six. What about Janoris Jenkins from the Giants?
1: That one is interesting because there was some crossover with Spagnolo there. So if Spagnolo thinks that he can coach him up to be again. I think you're looking at the line of Charvarius Ward. Then maybe you go do it. He stinks. Who Ward or Jenkins or Spags? Both. <laughs> both. Win- <laughs> Winkins. <laughs> yes.
0: PK said both. Uh, text line six nine zero six. Does the outcome of the Packers game define the Chiefs without Mahomes? No. And do you think it change how long Mahomes will be out?
1: No. No. I don't you never go into this like in the NFL like this but i just don't think this is a game the chiefs are saying you know we have to win it cuz I, I you know i think you you could be realistic about it it'd be nice if you can get it but it doesn't really change uh, how long you you hold mahomes out for
0: text line 69306 um can you find a legit reason other than being outbid for the chiefs to not go grab darius slay from the lions
1: See that's interesting because he did sh- show some discontent there. I-, I think that'd be another piece, but but and, and that's probably along the lines of what we were talking about. But the other team has to agree too. I don't know if if um, Matt Patricia is going to want to get rid of that asset, for, you know, for the Lions, especially in a year where he has to make the playoffs.
0: Text line six nine three zero six. Pete, where are you at on Rashad Fenton?
1: He looked good. He looked good, right? I I, I want to see him do it against a good offense. I, I again, you have to take the Denver Broncos with a grain of salt uh, because I, I just don't believe in them, and they've given up, right? They just traded Emmanuel Sanders away. Uh, this is it, it was a <laughs> the Chiefs defeated the Broncos season. I want to see what Fenton can do. Hopefully, he get some snaps against the Packers.
0: Text line six nine three zero six. Do you think Sammy Watkins is going to play on Sunday?
1: I actually do. I saw him today with my own eyes. He looked like he is fresh again. Um, that would be a huge boost. Uh, uh, the more weapons that you can line up where Matt Moore can throw to them rather quickly, and they could do it themselves, the better. Watkins certainly fits that category.
0: Text line six nine three zero six. Pete, if Mahomes is out for the next four games, what's your record prediction?
1: Optimistically, it's two and two. I, I think it. I think it would be one and three. I, I don't know if this team um, would be able to 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 get both the Titans and the Charges. You'd assume that they'd lose the other two.
0: Text line six nine three zero six. What do you think about getting Xavier Howard from the Miami
1: Dolphins? It'd be great if the Dolphins wanted to trade him. It seems like the only piece that they want to keep right now. Uh, and and you you know, you'd have to forfeit up quite a bit, uh, because probably Jalen Ramsey and that compensation, the two firsts and a fourth, would uh, be what you would have to send. I don't know if Brett Feach wants to do that considering uh, the deal he's about to give Mahomes and you gotta hit in some of these first round picks.
0: Last question here from Pete Sweeney from the text line, text line 69306. Have you made your official prediction yet?
1: Not yet. Uh, I am leaning Packers. I got to admit this week, like I said, it's hard to pick Matt Moore over over Aaron Rodgers, though I'd hope that Matt Moore has the game of his life, and we're talking about it years from now.
0: Coming up in about 30 minutes, we'll give you another chance to win $1,000 in a national cash contest. We'll keep it locked in. But the voice you just heard, the silky sounds of Pete Sweeney That's of right. Arrowhead Pride, the Plaid Prince, the editor-in-chief. Thanks, Pete.
1: Get you some black.